there's been a lot of news about loan forgiveness lately. So in this week's podcast, we're gonna talk about the pros and the cons, but most importantly, how it impacts you as a first time home buyer. Hello and welcome to the Homeowner Prep Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Milan, and this podcast was created to provide real-world advice and accountability for first-time homebuyers. We'll be interviewing industry experts, providing some how-tos, and talking with first-time homebuyers about their personal experiences. If that sounds interesting to you, please be sure to subscribe, and if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit the little bell to be notified when new episodes release. Now let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to another episode of the Homeowner Prep Podcast. Thank you so much for checking in, chiming in with us. Um, you know, I just want to thank you for the support overall over the last 30 plus weeks. You know, we've been putting out content, getting great feedback, questions, helping folks kind of take that first step to buying their first place. And so just want to say thank you so much for tuning in again this week. We have a kind of a hot topic, if you would, some news that's been all over the circuits. Um, you know, keep, people kind of have a pro or con approach to what's going on in our economy in the U.S., um, and really the announcement from the current administration about loan forgiveness. And so today we're going to touch on some some viewpoints, if you would. You know, some, some folks who see it one way, some folks who see it another. Obviously, you can make your own assessment and have your own opinion about what it's going to do, how it's going to impact our economy as a whole. But I really want to dive into it from the standpoint of being a first-time home buyer and how it impacts you. So, you know, as we jump into this, I'm going to kind of come from the point of those who, you know, maybe don't see this as a good program, you know, don't see the benefits of what's going on. If you're not familiar, um, the Biden administration put out, um, they're forgiving $10,000 of student loan debt um, and up to 20000 if you've actually used the Pell Grant program. And it's based on income. So, you know, the individual can't make more than $125,000 a year and some other things. But, you know, you could definitely do your research on the program. What I really wanted to kind of chat about was really, you know, how does this impact you? You know, what, where are you at um, financially? You know, are you already a homeowner? You know, obviously we make our podcast for those who are pursuing homeownership. And so I think there's a lot of benefits um, to those folks who want to become homeowners and um, seeing how student loan holds people back. Um, so I definitely want to come from that standpoint. But again, we're going to start out on the other side of that. You know, we're going to start out viewing this program as a negative. The biggest thing that people say about this program is that it's only impacting a small percentage of Americans. In America, 80% of our population do not have student loans. And so we're writing, you know, th this you know, legislation saying, hey, you know, we're, we're going to forgive this debt. And obviously, as a taxpayer, you're going to feel the burden of this new program. You know, somebody has to pay. Right. Um, and so there's there's information and news out there saying, hey, well, if this is only for 20 percent of Americans, why is it that we're all stuck with this bill? And so, you know, that is a, a valid point. You know, I don't know if you knew that, you know, 80% of folks don't have student loans. You know, um, some folks who have been paying their student loans, even through the pandemic, you know, um, paying ahead. Some folks have their student loans um, forgiven because of the, the industry that they get into. You know, so if, they, if they're in the industry for a number of years, um, it's forgiven as a whole. So it really doesn't impact a lot of Americans. So that's definitely... Viewpoint number one, you know, point number one that they make is that, hey, this is only going to impact a certain number of folks. And and that, they have some bearing there for sure. Now, the second point that that's made is that, 
this will actually help folks who tend to earn more income, right? I know that they put a cap on it to say, hey, you can't make more than $125,000, but studies have shown that those who hold student loans actually have household incomes of close to $75,000. And though in California, you know, that may not seem like a lot, but across the country, it, it is. I mean, that's a, a great number of households that, you know, hey, they're not necessarily earning 75 grand. And so if this is benefiting those who are making the 75 grand already, you know, as a household, then it's kind of like they'll look at it like, hey, this is already helping out those who already have the money, you know? And so that, that does play into the decision, you know, hey, okay, now we're forgiving loans for folks who have gone to school, got the degrees, and they're making more money as opposed to, you know, the majority of Americans. And so, you know, that is a valid point. You know, that, and that I would say, you know, if we were numbering these things, that'd be point number two. I think that the third thing and the most important to me, um, I guess the biggest hangup I have about this is that it doesn't change what's going on with these schools, right? So, you know, obviously the cost of education in our country, college education has gone up significantly um, because I often have these debates with folks who say, hey, well, you know, I, I went to college and I worked my way through college to pay for school. And the cost of tuition um, impacted schools. I mean, these costs are on the rise and, and they're ridiculous in all honesty. But in comparison to, yeah, the 60s and 70s, you know, it's a totally different story. So these schools are raising tuitions. Therefore, you have to take on, you know, more expenses, um, whether you pay out of pocket or take on a loan. And so, you know, obviously people are carrying more debt because of this. And if you're going to school, chances are, you know, this it, just becomes um, more of an impact on like maybe single family households, lower income households, things of that nature. They're, they tend to take out more student loan debt. Um, and you can make an argument that it's probably financial education there as well. But the biggest difference and the, the issue that I have is that we're not stopping this from continuing forward. Right. So, yes, we're forgiving some debt, but we're not going to these schools and say, hey, you need to control these costs or, you know, you can't make these types of loans anymore or whatever the case may be, because nothing is stopping them from continuing to, to increase their tuition costs. Um, there are some schools that voluntarily will lock their tuition costs for a number of years, but we're not mandating that as um, you know a government entity. And so, yes, we're forgiving the, these loans, but there could be a whole influx of new loans that are just as bad or worse. And so that's the biggest hangup I have. And, you know, I, I really don't know what the government can do to fix that issue. But uh, one thing I know is that we cannot forgive a debt and then allow them to keep making the same type of debt, or like I said, even at a higher rate or higher cost or higher interest rate. So, you know, the, the, that's a big deal. Um, and that is a valid point. So, you know, I know I've kind of argued, you know, one side of it, those who are against this plan going forward, but let's make some points that, you know, hey, how does it benefit? You know, what are, why do we put this in place? You know, um, why are we doing this? Why is the government forgiving loans in the first place? And really what it all comes down to is spending. <laughs> the government knows that if you have more money in your pocket or in your bank account, you're going to spend it. And they want to increase spending. They obviously, you know, our, our GDP, our economy, there's a whole lot that goes into this, but they need American people to spend money, <laughs> bottom line. And so if you're not paying these high cost of student loans, 
the, the concept or the idea there is that you're going to take that money and now go spend it in our economy. Um, and you can make an argument that, hey, inflation, you know, that, that, that might actually raise, keep inflation high. Um, but at the end of the day, we're trying to save folks the hardship of paying student loan payments so that that way they have the money to get through this inflation time and then spend more money in our economy. That's what it boils down to. So if you've ever, you know, asked the question, hey, why are we doing this in the first place? You know, who is this impacting? You know, we kind of, we, we, we dove into that a little bit here, but, you know, just understand that bottom line, the government needs you to spend money. <laughs> we need you in the economy and being productive in the economy. And so that's the biggest reason why they're doing this. The, the second thing that I think um, will have an impact, a positive impact is that folks will be able to pay down some of these high credit cards. Our credit card debt in America is through the roof. It's the highest it's ever been. Every quarter is a record quarter, not only for the amount of debt, which we've already exceeded $879 billion in credit card debt that Americans are holding, almost approaching $900 billion, um, but also the number of credit cards that are being opened. Um, you know, there's hundreds of millions of new credit cards being issued back in 2021 and now coming into 2022. There's over 40 million a quarter that are being opened as new accounts. And so that is a cause of concern. You know, as um, you know, we talk a lot about, hey, well, student loans is kind of holding folks back. Credit cards can quickly hold you back, um, especially from purchasing a home and kind of making your way and growing with the economy. And so it's fighting against you. You cannot combat the interest rates that your credit cards are charging you. You know, you can have some great investments out there and, and that's fine. But if you're paying double digit credit card interest rates and you're carrying balances, then most investments can't combat that. So I often will say, hey, I know you want to, you know, we'll sit down with clients and they want to get into investing or stock market or whatever the case may be. And I'll say, well, do you have any credit cards? And they're like, oh yeah, I have credit cards, but no, I really want to get into investing, you know, crypto or whatever the case, whatever the new, newest craze is. And I'm like, well, what are you expecting to make of them? Oh, hey, you know, I can make like 12, 12%, 14%. Like, well, let's look at your credit card statements. What are you paying over there, right? And so I just want to open their eyes to say, hey, I'm paying 18, 20% to these credit card companies. And I'm over here trying to make 10 to 12% on an investment. The truth is, if you pay off the credit first, your return on your money is 18 to 20%. And so I really want you know us to focus on, hey, let's pay down the credit cards. And so if you are having some type of savings due to the student loan program, I really want you to focus on credit cards. Don't even do what the government wants you to do, which is go out and spend. I want you to pay down any debts first. Um, and then we'll talk about, you know, investing and, and things of that nature. But ideally, you know, the best returns that you can get quickly are going to be paying off any balances that you have on credit cards because you're no longer putting that money out and paying every month. You're actually saving yourself that money. So that's the quickest return that you can get. The biggest thing that, you know, the government wants this to have an impact on is home ownership. So this is really our focus. You know, this is our bread and butter, if you would. 
you know, we want to help you buy your first place. In doing that, you have to be able to live within your means. You have to be able to qualify with your debt to income ratio, your DTI, and you need to have some money in the bank. You know, maybe not a lot, um, but you need to have something there. So, you know, when it comes to DTI and savings, this program can help with that. When it comes to your DTI, obviously, if you're not making student loan payments or are um, as high as they were, if they're lower, that actually helps your DTI. So it helps you to qualify for more of a home, which is important as home prices have gone up. So that can have an impact, a great impact there. Um, but then ultimately having some money in the bank, some savings. You know, even if you're using a zero money down loan program, you're going to have some costs. You know, you're going to have some closing costs. You might have to, you know, you're going to have to pay for an appraisal, home inspection, things of that nature. So if you can put money in the bank, um, it's going to help you in the long run. So overall, you know, like I said, I want you to obviously have your own opinion about this student loan forgiveness. I think there are two sides to the coin. Ultimately, I wanted to help you buy your first place. So I want you to spend the money wisely, pay off the credit card debt, put the money in the bank. Don't go out there and spend money like the government wants you to, um, you know, put that money aside and start saving up to buy your first place. I think ultimately, if you can do that, the government knows that homeowners will spend money. <laughs> homeowners help us, you know, if we had a country of just renters, we would not have the economic growth that we need. Homeowners will continue to spend money to, you know, improve their home, to for upkeep of their home. I mean, there's just so much money that's spent in our economy due to homeowners. And so that's what the government would love for you to do. And that's what we would love for you to do. If you need any help in that, pro that process, um, that's what we're here for. You know, homeowner prep was established and created to help folks who are currently renting or currently living with family take the first steps and actually putting a plan together to buy a home. And we walk through that plan with you. You know, the accountability is there, but most importantly, we're gonna help you reach your goal faster um, and smarter. You know, and so ultimately, if you have a desire to buy your first place and this student loan program helps you, you know, let's use that money to, again, pay down the credit card debt, put it into savings and buy your first place. If you need any help with this process of the, and taking the first step, visit our website. We're at homeownerprep.com forward slash start. You can start there wherever you're at, whether you feel you're ready or you feel like, hey, I just need to get some basic information. Definitely check out our website, homeownerprep.com forward slash start. And if you just have a quick question, you want to shoot us a DM on social media, anything like that, you can reach us on all our social media channels. Uh, we tend to get the majority of questions on our Instagram channel at Homeowner Prep. So reach out to us if you have any questions, we're here to help you. I hope you got some value from today's episode. Obviously, like I said, there's two sides to the coin. Um, so I, I want you to really understand both sides and really understand how it helps you and your household at the end of the day. So. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Again, I hope you got great value from today and I look forward to providing you with some great content next week. Until then, be blessed. I hope you got some value from today's episode. If you know someone who could benefit from hearing this show, be sure to share it with them. And if you're listening to the podcast, we'd love for you to drop us a review. We'd also love to hear from you if you have any questions. So reach out to us on Instagram at homeowner prep. Who knows, we may read your review and answer your question on one of our future shows. 